0: Today's episode is Into the Grizzly Maze. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside my multi multifaceted, multidimensional,
1: multigrain, and Nick multi-encrusted Justin Wydell. How's it going, Just? I mean, it's going, man. The uh, world's rotating. The universe is angry. The universe doesn't give a shit. You they don't think so? they bigger,
0: bigger fish to fry. They don't care about what's going on in our little
1: tiny blue marble. They don't even care, uh-uh. huh? Uh-uh. Sure feels like it. Saw so a sign today that said, uh, in front of a church a church that said, Jesus is coming, look busy. Okay. Get humor from the church. Right. And then there is a picture of Busy Phillips.
0: <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? Ah, man, just soldiering on, man. Just
1: soldiering out. Going through the motions. You're getting ready to be a traveling man this week. Everybody's used to it. Going anywhere special? I'm going to uh, Miami. Do you ever embrace the listeners, the local listeners, whenever you're there and Give them a little treat, a little Nick treat as you enter the city. No, I'm, I'm in and out like a goddamn seal. Do you ever get any requests for your presence? You know, you're, to, to show up somewhere and meet somebody for a coffee? No, that'd require the listeners uh, speaking out. Maybe you have maybe you have a, one or two Miami listeners that would be thrilled to, to put a face to a voice. You know, you guys just talked about the brood. Here's one on me. You know, put their arm around you. Swap COVIDs. Mm hmm. Yeah, it'd be cool if
0: COVID takes on it's like the uh, it's like the alien a little bit. It takes on a little bit of the host, you know, you, think so? you know, there's that alien that had the dog in it. You know, COVID's got a little bit of a little Justin COVID.
1: Oh, know? yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it assimilates to an extent, kind of gets its tethers in, changes you forever in a great way. I'm going to zoom in
1: on COVID real quick. Relentless, <laughs> not letting up, dangerous more and more. I mean, if you believe the media. We've been we've been doing a COVID cast longer than the normal cast, I think, at this point, right? right? Yeah. And how would you rate? Would you say that we're one of the top COVID casts out there? I'm, you mean as
0: in listening to us is akin to getting COVID? <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something. You know, we're like death and taxes. We persevere. There could be a COVID out there. There could be, you know, unrest. There could be perhaps a rising civil war in our country. There may be Taliban taking over cities, but we are eternal. We are forever until
1: one of us dies. And then we're fucked. Here's a, here's one thing we do have in common with COVID. There's no reason for us. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? What? How do we keep doing it? But we keep, yeah, you're right. We keep it on. And the reason that, here's the reason that we do keep going. We have to do every movie, right? right. Is that, that was our mission statement, right? If we had a Wikipedia page,
0: It'd be amazing how eerily similar our origin is to that of COVID. Because I was eating and I watched Bat 21 when this idea (laughs) struck me.
1: (laughs) By the way, did I dream this or did they just announce that for Criterion? The Criterion Collection?
0: You ain't dreaming.
1: Is that Danny Glover and Gene Hackman? Yeah, I think so. Hackman is in Behind Enemy Lines as well, isn't he? He's in a lot of movies. Zoom in. Is Tommy Lee Jones? Wait. Behind Owen enemy Wilson L- behind enemy, enemy Lines. I don't know. Bat-21, I I tend. I remember Danny Glover and Gene Hackman. The, those two actors came to mind. Yeah, I remember that movie
0: came out when I worked at the movie theater. So it was either 89 or 90. And I think you're right. But I mean, Uncommon Valor features Gene Hackman behind Enemy Lines. He's good at it. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Not much he's not good at, though. Except still acting. Not good at it. I know. You know? Somebody put a picture of him on the, rec- the web recently that went viral. But it's an old picture. Why'd it go said, viral? They, they said, Gene Hackman's still out there. Here's a recent picture, but it wasn't. It was like two years old. It was from the French Connection too. <laughs> he retired. He started writing. Chillin's books. Yeah. A great she, man. Yeah. Has a, has a little bit in, uh, in common with the director of today's movie. What's that? Gene Hackman. David Hackle. <laughs> that is something in common. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Gene Hackman's has ever, ever sniffed at the script of Into the Grizzly Park? Into the Grizzly Park. Sorry, <laughs> is there something I need to know about? <laughs> Did we get the green light? <laughs> I'm sorry, I referenced your Grizzly movie. Your Grizzly, your Jaws in the Woods. This is. Um, I meant into the Grizzly Maze. Right. Yeah. Do you think this ever passed beneath Gene Hackman's whiskers? Unfortunately, on no, the but- way to the trash bin.
0: <laughs> Had this occurred in the in the mid '90s, he would have been offered that Billy Bob part for
1: sure. Yeah, for sure. Or the Scott Glenn, Adrian Brody, by the way. Yeah, was uh, circling this bad boy for a while. <laughs> they decided that they wanted to get an actor that could emote instead. Well, Adrian Brody got to go into
0: woods and predators, so he did. got his he got his wish.
1: He did. He's gonna show up on uh, either Succession or Billions next season. I think it's succession. Brody. Being kept afloat by Wes Anderson a little bit, I'd say, in his later years. I don't think he's being kept afloat. I think he's doing kinda. fine. He's fine. I don't think he's really doing that fine. I think he's kind of just you know, he'll show up in like these directed DVD. Look, if you look at his filmography recently, you're not gonna recognize most of those films. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like Wheel, Calvocade. Now, which is the guy that got cut out of Thin Red Line? lift lick huh what'd you say who Is was the lift? guy that got cut out of thin
0: red line was it caviezel or was it brody or was it our boy ben you chaplin
1: you do not cut jimmy caviezel out of anything you cut adrian brody from that film you cut him out of that picture and that's exactly what happened they excised his performance no it was somebody else actually it's brody it's brody he kept caviezel in old Terrence malick he knew he knew he knew his golden goose he knew who gave an outstanding performance <laughs> Says we got a fine catch here. Yeah, he left a he shredded that that Brody film he left it on the cutting room floor for sure. But Ben Chaplin was in it. Am I? Am I right? Yeah, Chaplin's in it. Okay, we're talking a lot about
0: movies, folks. But we know why we're here. It's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through sacred, mistreated, understood eyes. We swelter in the viscous bulbosity. We take turns on the tanning bed of truth. Stroke our genius until it's night time. Saddle up to the candy man and touch his belongings. Touch ourselves warmly and see what makes breaks. Share it with the likes of you, the listeners. So if we were talking about Lake Mungo. We're talking about the scene where everything goes fine and they catch three brim.
1: <laughs> Talk about the little moments. Lake Mungo. feel like you're in, the, in a revival tent on that one. You know what I'm saying? Like in front of a crowd. Oh, I can handle some snakes. Spit and Spitting truth. I can speak in tongues. Ugh. But um, I was going to say, Lake Mungo, I'm glad you referenced that movie. A good movie. You know, it's fine. I've never seen it, but people say it's one of the scariest movies ever made. It's creepy. I, the less you know about it going in, I think the more you like it. It's an eerie film. Should have called it Lake Erie. That's my one suggestion for that movie. But they they went for Lake Mungo instead. I know it centers around a drowning death. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say anything. Mostly because I can't remember exactly everything about it. But I remember it being very creepy, kind of a slow build. Dumbass name. I mean, it's memorable. Lake Mungo, it sounds like a bad film. I'm not even giving you an
0: episode number.
1: We're not doing it. Not recent. We're not gonna do it. Well, we you might, know, but here's here's I gotta take a, an issue with you. You used to keep track of all the movies you threw forward. And I think we've been skipping them. We have skipped so, a few. So what's what's coming up? What's the next on the do you have any idea what the next on the list is that we should do? You know what happened was watch watch it ruined me. You know, we, we we had a movie on the list that was simply unavailable and yeah. it really threw a monkey into everything. Because every once in a while, Nick will mention a movie and we'll put a, an episode number on it and we'll have to do it. And we were
0: sticking to it for quite some time. Nobody noticed, but we were. We did. just it's a way to, to punish ourselves in the future. Looking at the queue, episode 213 is The Arrival 2. Episode 191 is Shadow Conspiracy. Oh, Charlie Sheen movie. Episode 198 is Cocoon. 199 is Cocoon the Return. 209 is The Cowboy Way. 301 is Below Her Mouth. All right, all these are doable. These are far off. 134 was To Be Firewall. Oh, God, the Harrison Ford movie? Mm hmm. Oh, we blew it. 183 is Mute Witness. 192 is Naked Fear. 151 is Deep Blue Sea. 152 is Shoot to Kill. 211 is Off Brand Mothman. We skipped 123, which was Fading Gigolo. 172, we got Jane Got a Gun. We got Reindeer Games. 171, we got Reindeer Games Director's Cut. (laughs) 211, we got Overboard. 180, we got ICU. 140, we got Basic Instinct 2. We passed that one. Huge whiff. And I think that accounts for all of our, the ones I've documented.
1: I feel like if you're torturing someone in a room, you could just play that clip over and over at at them again real (laughs) just just on a re like on a you know repeat
0: that that one goes out to the listeners that say why don't you ever do movies that i want to watch
1: <laughs> well firewall That's um true Blow her mouth i am looking forward to one of the ones you said which Rainbow games looking, i was looking forward to fading fading gigolo because we have to do it well, the one have- where John Turturro wrote a movie where he's a heartthrob. Right. He's an irresistible um, man, piece of man meat. Right. He, he wrote and directed it and starred. It's so yeah. funny.
0: When I played, I played word association game with my family and my daughter gave me the clue sex worker. And I said, John Turturro instantly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is this a true story? You're just making this up because I can't tell anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I like to play sex association. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: today we're doing a big one. We've been building towards it. Some would say uh, this movie is interwoven
1: into the DNA of the microscope. And it's available on Netflix, by the way. So you actually can watch this one. And it actually, when you hit play, it just plays quite easily. (laughs) There's no warnings. It just starts. So (laughs) no red tape to go through. You can just fire up your Netflix app and just find Grizzly Maze and hit play. It starts. I, I logged on to
0: Netflix today. I had to rewatch the movie f- for today, and then I logged back in right before, and it said because you watched Grizzly Mage, it just gave me uh, a detailed map to a gas chamber.
1: <laughs> well, I told you, I told you what happened when I hit pause to do something. And I looked. Is that a bear and- reference? <laughs> I hit pause, and Netflix had the gall. To write, are you enjoying Into the Grizzly Maze? And, uh, I mean, I was actually at that point, I have to say. But I thought that was kind of an invasive question. I didn't realize Netflix was so concerned. <laughs> Netflix will release movies that just disappear, it seems. into the Didn't they have that movie that came out recently, Gunpowder Milkshake? Yeah. It's a bad title, but. Awful title. had some a good cast, and it just kind of dipped away.
0: No, it's the algorithm. is It's filing it away for the least moment. You know, if you watch John Wick or something on there, you know that shit's got to be recommended. I don't like the fact that it'll automatically start playing something else. Like I, I, I fell asleep one night after watching something, and I think it was on Netflix. And then all of a sudden, I wake up because I fell asleep. All of a sudden, I wake up and I'm midway through an episode of a series I never even heard of. And somebody is, and here's how weird it was: the first thing I saw was something I haven't seen. Was a today aged Jeremy Sisto. I haven't seen him in decades.
1: He does appear on TV quite a bit. He always is playing like a detective nowadays. Oh, there he was. Uh, too cool for school detective. Is that what was happening on that show? He was, I think he was a criminal. Do you ever think Jeremy's sister ever gets mad like at a waiter or something and he just slams his fist down the table and screams, I was in hideaway?
0: I was the <laughs> brother!
1: <laughs> Could have just said, it's clueless. But instead he just goes, he goes for a deep cut Jeremy Sisto was not the brother in Hideaway. He was no, the killer. He, you know, he played a brother in a movie, though. <laughs> just First just... zoom of the day. <laughs> That's a cool name, too, Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. I what? think he seems like a nice guy. I want to like. I like. I want him to do well. Yeah, me too. I think he's had kind of an okay career. There's a movie that I really
0: liked him in, where he played a brother. Was he a brother in wrong turn? I mean, possibly. I'm looking through his troubled past. He's still out there, right? Yeah. He yeah, but he's he fell off the, the the bridge pretty quick. What do you mean? He's had quite a career in TV. I know, but he hasn't been in anything people care about. You know what he was in though? What? Angel Eyes. Oh, was he? Speaking of catch. Did he play catch's brother? No, it wasn't that. I think it might have been wrong turn. Oh, playing by heart. No, maybe that's it. I don't know. He's in some shit. Oh, he. I like White Squall a lot. He's in a dog shit movie, though, Suicide Kings.
1: That's a bad one. Uh, Jay Moore in that? Kevin's, I mean, uh, Chris Walk. Right. Henry Henry Thomas? Is he in that? Chris Walk, though, right? Chris Walken is in it. Jay Moore is in no, it. There's no way Henry John Thomas Patrick Flandry is in it. Sean, right. He has to be in it.
0: You're right. Henry Thomas is fucking in it. <laughs> Dennis Leary in this? Yeah, Larry's in there. Johnny Galecki, ugh. some big people in it though. You, you know, I was
1: I mean, right about Jay Moore too, right? Jay Moore's in there. Yeah,
0: you got Nina Shamasco. You, you're right about Patrick Flannery. You got God Brad Garrett, damn. star of those Jimmy John's commercials.
1: <laughs> Suicide <laughs> Kings is like one of those kind of Tarantino wannabe type movies that had a good title. Everybody's like kind of watch it because the title was interesting. And then the movie is just so flavorless. Yeah. That was a rough time. Was
0: that like mid late nineties? That was a rough time. It was. Was it something octane or whatever? Love bullets and something or. Oh yeah. And that's, that's your boy. Carnahan. Carnahan, Right. right,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Carnahan has a new movie coming out. He does. It looks okay, but he cop cop shop or something. Yeah. Frank, Frank Grillo and Grillo and um, Jared Butler. A couple other people. I mean, it looks pretty good. Toby Huss in that.
0: Yeah. Toby Huss is
1: in it a lot, which made me happy. Yeah, it looks pretty I was, I was surprised to see Carnahan's name on it because I was like, Oh, this looks pretty good, and then old Carnahan yep. put for, put it forth. Anyway, getting back, get getting our toes wet, dangling those Tootsies and in, into the Grizzly Maze, Nick. What do you what what's your history with this movie? I mean, it's a long one. Just keep keep it brief if you could.
0: One of the days shorter,
1: you, shorter. <laughs> one of the days you
0: were at my house before the pandemic, we would do this thing where we'd cycle through just go in this rabbit hole of movies to figure out what we're going to watch. And I remember this popped up. I don't even think we watched the trailer. I don't think we knew who was in it at the time. Mm -hmm. And we just thought the name was funny. It's like, well, we got to do it. And then flash forward, I watched it on accident about two weeks ago. And I said, hey, this might make for a good Zoom. And then you found out today or yesterday, whatever, as you were watching it, (laughs) you'd seen it before, which is... The
1: latest in a long list of betrayals. I'm so sorry. Here's the thing: it must have been on one night when I couldn't sleep, and this is a perfect movie for that, right? Into the Grizzly Maze got a pretty good cast of certainly recognizable actors. Who's in this bad boy? You got Tommy Jane, James Mars, Piper, Piper Parabes, Scott Glenn in here. Billy Bob Thornton shows up. You got a lot, a lot, a lot of our boy, of our Adam Adam Beach. Lots of him. Showing up on set for a day. Who's the cutie? You got uh, M- Michaela McManus. Yeah, Michaela McManus in there. Bart the Bear Part Two. Bart the Bear Two in this. Now tell me about this. So Bart the Bear was the f- the famous kind of you know trained bear that showed up in the Edge, right? Right. And he was in the Bear, the movie The Bear, right? Uh, trained by a guy named Doug Seuss, right? And so then Bart the Bear died, and this guy's is, this is his bread and butter he says you know what i can't let death stop my career i need another bear what does he name it bart the bear too it's a weird thing to bart died weird what happened
0: found him in a closet with a fucking tube around his neck he's got his, his pink thing in his hand now he got cancer of the right paw and i'm not i'm not
1: kidding Not funny but what's funny about it it's, it's not funny it's horrible but did they have to be so funny? <laughs> <laughs> so that's tmi yeah. you know yeah it's a weird thing to know <laughs> anyway so he got replaced by his sequel it's like he just gave him it's not his son you said it's not any right. relation no relation just another bear. And this guy, it's almost like he didn't want to. He just wanted to say, hey, guys, <laughs> look, you don't even have to call me. You call him Bart the Bear. It's fine by me. Right. The two is silent as far as I'm concerned. But let's just keep riding this gravy train if we could. You know, I just
0: can't imagine a scenario where they're not going to get
1: a job because the bear is named Andy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a weird decision that he made along the way. It makes me not like him. I don't you so nick you we talked about this before you worked on a movie a horror film you were a producer on a movie that involved a grizzly bear that or at least 100 true it's called grizzly park you uh, met a bear trainer and the bear yeah yeah so you saw this like relationship close up correct and so what's that like like what is it is it a weird thing is it like is it, is it so not normal is it scary to see like what's going on is it boring?
0: No, that's interesting it's interesting yeah. they, there's a it's a weird life that a one of those animal trainers has to live where they're symbiotic to an extent with that creep it's so funny cuz during the bear mauling sequences here you could tell it's the, the trainer Doug Seuss with Scott Glenn hairpiece on you know that's a, there's only like 5 or 6 things these bears can do you know on command yeah. and they do them a lot and it's great but yeah, it's weird. And you know, then, it's very. You have to be very careful, though. I know that you know even in our Ricky Dink production, you had to, you couldn't be downwind, or you had to be downwind. You know, from that prick, couldn't eat nearby. It was in a cage, like right near the cabins, and you couldn't go around there. And they had the wolf as well.
1: Did, I mean, did you? Was the bear sweet? Did it? Did it do anything? Like, excuse me, interesting. Did it? Like, was it have any? You know, like personality other than following commands? No. And actually, nobody was allowed near it. Piece of shit. Diva. Did you do a little night tiptoeing towards that cage? to See what's going on in there. Did the bear not want to perform ever? No, the bear was rock solid.
0: They're motivated by food, so as long as you got you know like a like a, bl- a bloodied up migrant worker, it's ready to go. And so then,
1: imagine declawed. Like, how? What is it? What What's going on with the with the paws in that situation?
0: Well, the paws are obviously their most susceptible organ to disease, <laughs> so they got to keep that shit. Under wraps. Now, the, I don't remember much of the specifics about that little creep. Remember, it was it didn't look that intimidating. It looked kind of dumb.
1: It's incredible it was, that you worked on two movies, I think, maybe more? Or just two? Two, two that got made. And then one of those, so 50% of those movies involved a trained bear. <laughs> <laughs> and with it came with the warning, don't stand upwind from this prick. Yeah. <laughs> He will eat you. Yep. Getting back to this one, that's what I was wondering when we watched this, is if you have a different take on a movie like this, a different kind of appreciation. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of shots in this. Uh, they show the bear in the woods just standing there. It's supposed to be, It's supposed to look threatening, but it's just standing. Yep. <laughs> it's not doing anything. But the characters have to be terrified because it's near them, apparently. hmm it's not very effective, like I think the edge was effective, and this I think it doesn't look it's not as effective as as the edge those scenes of the edge when the bear's chasing our characters are that's they they're so well done I think this is not not quite as as well done i'd say
0: well although the bear in this there's a lot there you get your money's worth with the bear violence though for sure you do there's this is more violent than the edge for sure, so the premise is James Marsden plays uh a guy who has just gotten out of prison, mm-hmm. go Rowan, and he's returning to Rowley City, where his family has taken up roots, where his big brother, Tom Jane, is the sheriff. Beckett. A good old Beckett. And um, he had a troubled past. You know, obviously he was in jail. They were big time hunters with their paw. Uh, and he cut out of town. They haven't seen him in almost a decade. But there was nobody better in Raleigh City at navigating the grizzly maze than that family.
1: And what is the Grizzly
0: Maze? So the Grizzly Maze is a is a portion of the woods there that is impenetrable and mystifying and very difficult to get around, and then you add that there are grizzly bears there.
1: Well, it's also so dense uh, and so thick that even grizzlies get confused in it that's why they i that's a weird thing they call it the grizzly maze because grizzlies get turned around in that mess then they proceed to not do much with the grizzly maze their characters kind of run straight through it correct i was disappointed they even had to throw in some fog at the end to get them disoriented and the the ghost's voice from the grizzly maze said am i not enough you had to throw fucking fog <laughs> anyway so backing up the movie kicks off with our two young children Two young versions of our main characters traipsing through the woods. The Alaskan wilderness, right? I guess. And uh, Beckett and Rowan, and they encounter a bear. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to present day.
0: Well, one of the kids, I
1: guess, uh, Beckett shoots at the bear who's off screen. But they survive that attack, and it brings them up to a present day where uh, our uh, local yokel is coming back to town, James Marsden, the prodigal son returns, and he's kind of coming back to town and not making a big fuss about it. He doesn't want his brother to know.
0: Well, he has been paid by Mary Cadillac to, to discover where her,
1: her beloved husband, Johnny, is lurking. And they have a past together. But anyway, so James Marsden you know, gets, goes to a bar. He thinks he picks up a, a very fetching young woman. The bar takes her back to the hotel room, and she immediately asks for money he's like, well, I thought this was a consensual thing. I didn't realize this was like a business transaction. He kicks her out of the room and her pimp is angry at her. Right. Starts whipping her out. Starts to beat her up. And then James Marsden has to go out there and settle some scores. Like he has to go be a hero and knock this guy in his ass. The cops show up and it's his brother. And who's the about to retire other cop? Scott Glenn. As Sully. Hmm. Hmm. Scott Glenn not looking a day over goddamn forever. He's like, I'm just going to do what I did in vertical limit in this. Don't worry, guys, I got it. I'm going to class you this know. shit up. Yeah, he, they're both They're wearing sh- caps that have sheriff on on them and blazoned on them. And they let the pimp go, but they, they throw old uh, Rowan in the back of the police car. But he's not like, taken to jail. He's not. His brother just wants to question him. Why is he in town? Where has he been? Things like that. James Marsden ain't talking. He's been out of shape, Nick. A little bad blood between these bros. James Marsden has proven me wrong, though. I think it was Disturbing
0: Behavior was the first movie I saw him in. Was that him? Yep. And I hated that movie. Yeah. And I hated him because of that movie. But, i stole on that, too, as well. And uh, I think the star of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark as well, right? Kenny Holmes? I believe, it, I believe so. But he has just routinely been good in a lot of stuff since then. So hats off to sheriff's hats off to you, James Marsden. you know, and Thomas
1: Jane, who you also love. I love Tom Jane to death. He takes, he takes his brother back to his, uh, his cabin where they once shared this house and it's been made over with a woman's touch. And I guess a little bit and Thomas Jane quote unquote, a woman's touch. And Thomas Jane says, I'm Hey, I got a new lady in my life. She likes it. She likes it different. She changed your room into her her photo studio or whatever, her workspace. James Marsden's kind of been out of shape about that too, but he's been gone for 7 years. Things change. Right. You know, he can't just leave his room as is. Correct. So you, then you see a picture on the on the mantle. Who is it?
0: Pepper Parabo.
1: Yeah. Coyote Ugly's own. What's the movie we always talk about? The Cave, wanna, the cave Zone. Also, Carrier's own. She's in Carriers. She's in the cave like she's in not a lot of movies she in a lot of movies she's an unsung genre queen and the, I have interviewed
0: everybody in this movie except for james Marsden. all the all the leads you interviewed Piper P. I, I did Jane several times Billy Bob, Parabo Glenn, and
1: adam beach You've, who'd you who why'd you interview Adam Beach? Wind talkers Oh God Scott Glenn for what Oh uh, could be anything I don't remember
0: what it was, but it was uh it was a round table and he was he was amazing.
1: What about Billy Bob, was he cool or no? Yeah, he's not cool. He was cool. He's not always cool in interviews. No, he was great. There's that famous interview where he just wants to talk about his music. Do you ever hear that one? Yeah, yeah. What's his band's name? That's a lot to ask. The Box Cutters or something? Some dumb name like that. Are you serious? It's yeah. It's like it's something like that. Yeah. I think you're wrong. It's it's something the box in it. I don't know why I would doubt you. You know the
0: weirdest shit. <laughs> the Boxmasters. Oh, it's close. God, was so cool. damn it! You're on some zone i didn't ever
1: write he had that song i always make fun of i said i'm sure i've said on the show before but he had that song about angelina remember what was it called angelina it's called angelina i think what's come between us it must be the dick must be the like the mystery the magic and mystery of love or something who had who had blood in in whose neck on a vial i think they both had each other's blood around each other's necks at one point. Billy Bob's been married like six times. Like he's been married a lot. Yeah. I think Adam Beach has been married a lot. <laughs> don't don't know that. <laughs> don't know that. Adam Beach is a little bit of a loving him, loving him and leaving him type three, dude. Three, three. Three's not bad, I guess.
0: His latest wife, Summer Tiger is her name.
1: <laughs> oh, whoa.
0: Yep. Summer Tiger. Yep. Is she an actress? No, I don't think
1: so. Summer Tiger. Holy crap, you're not kidding with Billy Bob. One, two, three, four, five, six, six of them. Zoom in. Uh huh. He ain't done, son. He ain't done. How many kids does Billy Bob have? Oh my God. Only five. My man has been uh, around forever. I caught a clip of Tombstone today and he showed up in it. You know what I call a guy who's been married six times with five
0: kids? Hmm? A box master. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway i watched a clip of tombstone he's in it i forgot he's he's coming Billy. Up. fat billy he's he's uh no he's uh, he's johnny tyler or something but it's fat it's, billy it's the old fat billy it's when he's a he big fat. it's fat and it's the one where doc Holliday comes out and he says he's, he's sneaking up on the gang on white earth with a shotgun and val kilmer steps off the porch with doc holiday and says why johnny tyler yeah mad cap stops him cold and goes doc i didn't know you're in town uh, on a it's similar before Billy, it's before Billy Bob had that gigantic ego.
0: On a similar yeah. note, Scott Glenn has been married for 53 years to the same person.
1: <laughs> has he really? Yep.
0: Oh, Scott Glenn, what a what a legend. Yeah. He, he wakes up, he hears a raisin cough next to him. He's like, Hey, what's up, sweet?
1: <laughs> His wife's name is Winter Centipede. <laughs> anyway so um this movie kicks off with this brother so the brothers are estranged they're angry at each other marzen's being cagey about why he's in town and he says i'm leaving i'm going into (laughs) i'm going into the woods (laughs) meanwhile they cut to uh, adam beach and he's working for some poachers adam beach is johnny cadillac and he is this weird thing in this movie where the poachers are like doing something that, you know, they're going to pay for immediately. <laughs> they're cutting paws off baby bears. Yeah, I cannot believe my eyes. <laughs> I mean, the first thing these do is cut off this bear's fist and their dead baby bears are cutting off paws. And they're saying, what is it going to take for some fucking bear to come kill us? Is this not enough? <laughs> Where is it? And so then um, you could tell that Adam Beach is angry this is going on he says you have enough this is enough we don't need to keep killing baby bears and taking their paws off and they shoot him (laughs) (laughs) they shoot him in the back and then he escapes hides behind a tree as a bear attack starts to happen yeah bear attack happens in a big way well i think he doesn't he he also he slits one of their throats there's two of these these poachers but then a bear goes into, they have a little cabin. The bear goes and wreaks havoc on one of the poachers and eats him real good. Yeah, he fucks him up. And you see Adam Beach kind of limping away and you think, oh, this will be fun to catch up with him later. I hope he escapes the woods. The next time we see him, <laughs> he's not alive. He's, he's in a tree missing limbs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He died of his gunshot wound and the bear said they just gnawed his leg off, I guess, or something. It's so very weird.
0: I mean, that's where we sort of meet the hero of the film. Mm -hmm. Red Machine. What do you mean? Red Machine. That's the bear's name. What are you talking about? Bear's name is Red Machine. I don't understand this. What do you mean? His name is Bart the Bear too. The character's name is Red Machine.
1: (laughs) What are you talking about? They call it Red Machine? The movie was almost called Red Machine. Seriously? Yeah. I never caught this. They named the bear in this. Well, they, you don't hear the name uttered, but the
0: bear is named Red Machine in this movie. Okay, There you go. I think that is something that needs to be taken deeply into consideration. By the way, third bear movie we've done. We're doing great.
1: Prophecy. Property. The Edge. The Edge, yeah. We are cornering the market. What are we going to do? Are we going to do Grizzly Park at some point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we got to do every movie. Yeah, that's true. Well, does that count? Barely. <laughs> so here's the thing. I mentioned the prostitute earlier. Her name was Kelly Curran. She got naked in this movie. She got she naked in Into the Grizzly Maze. She sure did. She doffed her top. No problem. No problem at all. Happy to do it. Marza kicks her out when she asks for money. Yeah. Worth it. You saw the goods for free is what's happening. I, you should at least give her some money, I'd say, before kicking her out. Worth it. The big thing is old James Morrison shot a man. That's his past. Everybody knows he shot a man. He's in prison for a while. They don't know the circumstances. He seemed like a good dude when he left, but he left. Now he's an ex-con coming back to to town, and and he's like uh, a milk that's gone sour, Nick. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Tommy Jane, he's got a cocked eyebrow at his old brother. Doesn't like what he sees. Doesn't like what he hears. Doesn't like the attitude. Doesn't like the vibe. Can I can I admit I was a little sad that they weren't getting along? Of course. I wanted good things to happen. Takes a I while. Wanted to, I wanted to see some bro hugs. I wanted to see some I just wanted to see any kind of affection, but they had none.
0: No, they you could you could tell that they want to love, but there's a lot of time and, and, and machismo between them. You could see that the that there's still heartbeats underneath. It gets there, they get closer.
1: A little bit. David Hackle, the director, he knows how to, to raise the stakes in this movie a little bit. To build up the bareness hmm That's correct. And he cuts to these other guys, these other ne'er-do-wells in the in the woods. You know they're bad because they ruin a chain. They snip a chain. They roll up in a the truck. They got a bulldog that's supposed to keep watch as they chop down some illegal trees. They can't wait to chainsaw down some illegal trees. They cannot wait. Yep. And they're like, yeah, that's right. We're in the fucking woods. We're going to do some bad shit. The problem is they're not going to be doing bad shit for very long because there's a goddamn killer bear. <laughs> and you know they're going to get at. So there's this great shot of these guys starting to chop down these trees with a chainsaw, and they show like a tree straight on with the guy behind it and the chainsaw. Like you just see the chainsaw, and then they keep showing that scene, and then the guy is hearing his dogs barking. The other guy's like, Where's my partner? He goes to kind of peek around the tree when his friend doesn't answer, and the chainsaw is still you know going, I guess, but there's an arm hanging from it. This bear is sneaky, Nick. Yeah, it's huge. Yep. it's almost two thousand pounds, but it's tied behind bushes and trees.
0: Oh uh, that's cool that you brought brought the their British box office take into this what do you mean this film's British box office take
1: bushes and trees two thousand pounds <laughs> and anyway, so this guy sees that there's just an arm dangling, and before he can even check the pulse of the arm to see if his friend's somehow <laughs> still alive, um this bear rears up behind him. And swipes his face, mm-hmm. which is his instant death. Swipes left. And the dog that's chained to the truck says, did I fuck up somehow? Did I not warn them properly, maybe? I'm just mm-hmm. glad we don't see the dog get killed. No. Do you think it does, though? No. And so then, you know, Scott Glenn, they roll up on the crime scene. You know, Scott Glenn, the next day, lights out. They see this mess. Tommy Jane. Tommy Jane's showing up. Yeah, body parts flung about. And they're like, oh, shit, man. We got a mess. We got a killer bear on the loose. Right. And guess who else shows up to the old crime scene? William Robert Thornton. Rubbing a worry stone, is he? As he comes into the scene? Mm -hmm. No. He's stress-free. He's a bear expert. Mm -hmm. He ain't got no worries. Um, In fact, he's uh, spewing advice. This bear is uh, desperate. That bear is out there delivering unsanctioned murders like fucking Red John out there. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) From the (laughs) mentalist? (laughs) <laughs> and billy bob rolls in with, a, with some bear advice he says look this bear's desperate it's going to keep killing you gotta let me kill it you gotta let me do my business which is bear killing and tommy james gets all mad because you know he, he's been influenced by his wife they've been collaring bears to track them right they've been, they've been trying to help bears live and billy bob is trying to kill Bears, they're trying to save bears, and so there's they're button heads, right? You know, it's got Glenn's like, look, if the bear be killing, we got to kill that bear, right? Time frame. what happens? You know, things happen. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm slow mowing through this movie. No, and
0: then well, one of the things that happened first of all, so here Marson's going out. He he don't give a fuck. Problem is Piper's out there already doing some ecological shit, so Jane's
1: work does a mistake in this. I've never, it's just like, she does the anti-jigsaw. She fucks up immediately. She's setting these weird little traps around to trap a bear so she can put a collar on it. And then the killer bear rears up. She gets nervous, steps in her own trap. The reverse of jigsaw, as I said, as I call it. And old Marzi saves her. He starts shooting at the bear. Everybody's always shooting trees in this movie. Do you notice that? We are
0: mainlining on traps in the woods right now too. I mean, you got a, you got a problem, but (laughs) how many movies we do with traps in the woods? That's right. We just did a wrong turn. Yeah. Yeah. The the mother of all traps in the woods movies. Well, and then, of course, you know, Scott Glenn, he's got to solve the shit because he's got a hand in this. He's Mm -hmm. he's, he's, His hands are dirty. He's been helping the poachers. Zoe, I need you to go investigate the woods. And how does it go for Zoe? Zoe
1: is... She's his like a deputy, and she starts to poke around the woods. She starts investigating the woods. She finds Mister Cadillac's car. She finds this car that's kind of half camouflaged by leaves and branches. She goes to tap on the window. She contacts Scott Glenn, and she's like, "Look, I found a car. I found Johnny Cadillac's car." Because they're trying to figure out where old Johnny, C- the poachers, are too. As she's as she's contacting Scott Glenn, and Scott Glenn has at this point gone to Billy Bob Thornton and is like his house. He's like, "Look, hey, you need to help me kill this bear." You know, we got a real problem. And uh, Billy Bob's like, well, I thought your boy is trying to adopt bears. Remember, he Mm -hmm. like ripped old Tommy Jane. And as they're having this conversation, old Zoe gets killed by the bear. Yeah, he hears it. He hears it happen. He hears the crunching. He hears the scrunching and the screaming. Yeah, he's like, that sounds like that's a disembowel right there. I can hear it. And he, the bear throws her through the driver's side window, and she's scrambling for a walkie for some reason. She's trying to keep the, the walkie on so they can hear her whole death. And as blood's going out everywhere, the bear is having a, like a five-course meal of Zoe yeah. and dessert. And Scott Glenn, is, he's like, I think something's happening. Zoe, you okay over there? Yeah. It's not okay. No, it is Zoe's kitchen in this. <laughs> she is getting, she's getting jawed to death. She's getting chomped. Yep. She's getting split. Her insides are getting licked out. Yeah. She is dinner and dessert. And um doesn't look like the sheriff's that worried about what's happening but thinks maybe she's okay do you think she's dead yeah he's right she doesn't make it (laughs) (laughs) but
0: also involved in this is another lady who works i guess in conjunction with the force well she's the
1: coroner yeah she's She's, the hottest coroner in the woods she is a babe as james marsden once knew before he left town they had a thing they're hot for each other they had some kisses they had some smooches and then he left town and she left her in the lurch but now she went to school and she's about ready to leave. Uh, guess who rolls back into town and into her life? But one James Marsden looking super hot in the woods, looking handsome in the woods. Yeah. As, at one point we have the four hottest Alaskans in the woods together. Let's
0: go for it. Let's let's name them. We'll go in order of hotness. All right. Mm-hmm. James Marsden. Right.
1: Then uh, Michaela McManus. McManus, right. Piper. Boom. But Tommy Jane ain't no ugly bitch himself. He's got that rough and ready and you know kind of tumble look. He's... He's got he's ruggedly handsome. He's a know. dreamboat and uh, I thought you were gonna say Billy Bob for four, but okay. Tommy I mean, am Jane. It's fine. Yeah, so there's look, the woods are happy. The woods are glowing. There's handsome people walking around in them, yeah, in them, you know. They're used to kind of and I like Adam Beach is no slouch. Well by nice this point in the film he is. <laughs> but you know, the woods does have to endure some uglies as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, like
0: well, but those get disemboweled pretty quick basically gets our plot kicking into overdrive. Everybody's in the woods. You know, the bear... Our
1: our brothers, by the way, obsessed with two areas of these woods. And you you haven't mentioned... We haven't mentioned this one first, but there's the grizzly maze, obsessed. Also obsessed with dad's flats. They can't stop talking about dad's flats. Yeah. That's where dad took people out into the wilderness. Now, dad was once partnered with Billy Bob's character. And his origin story... It's somewhat similar to, like, a Quint-type character. Mm -hmm. He used to take people out into the woods to kind of, I don't know. He'd, like, like, right-frame it cool. and um, To hunt, I guess. And then one time a bear attacked him when he was sleeping, and he was able to kill the bear by stabbing it in its throat. But then he went back out. This is what drove the partnership past the brink, is he went back out and started murdering bears to get revenge. He just started going, like, To town on the bears. But, you know, Billy Bob in this movie, kind of a hero character a little bit, surprisingly. There's another surprising
0: hero in this movie. I don't know if you saw him. Bear. There's an an aerial shot going over the trees. And there is distinctly a spider web in the frame fluttering in the breeze. I saw that little cutie. I thought it was a moth. I think it's a spider web that's attached to the camera's lens as they're flying. And I got to think that little (laughs) character had the time of his life he's like this little okay. this this airplane looks like a nice place
1: to create a food nest
0: oh my god i'm in the sky
1: I said my note was four shot little the little cutie in frame possibly but you think it's a spider yeah it was it was in one spot i think it was flir- i think yeah, it was a spider it, it is it's like shaking right yeah. it's a little like yellowish something yeah that's a that's a little sneak uh, little cameo you know I, I what a proud little fellow it must have been you know Oh, he's like, wonder what movie I'm in. I'll pinch myself. I'm a big Hollywood star. Is this is going to be released to all these theaters. Right. Oh, it's going to be great. Everybody's going to see this. It's going to get delayed for three years. <laughs> Does it, did it get to theaters? They probably have to track down that Spider's agent. That's why. Yeah. They had to get it, sign, him to sign a release. Mm-hmm. The big rule here is you can't, Tommy Jane says you can't, it's illegal. You can't shoot a collared bear. He tells that to Billy Bob over and over. You can't shoot a collared bear. He's worried that he's going to shoot a collared bear. Yeah. Or a bear in formal wear, you can't do that either. That's right. Any type of shirt and pants combo, right? Don't shoot that bear. All right, let's see here. I'm gonna go through my notes. I feel like we're going slow moing through the movie, which is fine. I like to. I like to make this one last. I don't hate this movie. Here's, it's, not, it's not great. It's not great, but... It's fun.
0: It I, I, I like the actors. They actually... Nobody is hamming it up in this movie, which I really like. Oh.
1: Billy Bob, to an extent, maybe? But Marsden, like, so Marsden, his... his don't main, you
0: dare say a crossword about James Marsden.
1: You put a picture on Instagram today of him standing, like, on stoically in the woods, right? Like, he sat in the woods. His character is just kind of impenetrable in the woods. And... I mean, the other characters trying to penetrate. They're trying to get past that rock hard exterior, get to the soft core. It's not
0: his fault. He uh, is so fucking Joseph Campbell. It hurts, man.
1: I mean, think about this. The guy went to went to the pokey for a crime he did not commit. Did the, we don't know his? We don't know his heroic backstory yet. We, you know he's not in prison for anything that bad. You know he's there's something happening that that you could still love him from, but you just don't know what it is. yet.
0: He's a man, a great character, and he's he's got his demons, and you know uh, you know he's out of touch, man. He's it's a lot to take in. He's been in the in the slammer for eight. Mm-hmm. You know he's in the, the place where he lived his greatest moments, and it's kind of passed him by. He's trying to come to grips, man. He got to give it to him. So yeah, I think he's entitled to a a cliffside sadness.
1: Look, they're out in the woods. They're at this point. There's four of them. The two brothers, you got Piper, who is deaf in this movie, by the way. Whenever Marzigan rescues her, she's annoyed because he's trying to talk to her, but he's going too fast. And she has to write down on her notepad, I'm deaf, not stupid. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Hello. Yeah. And so um, she can read lips. So you got Piper, you got Michaela McManus. Like I said, the two brothers, they're teaming up. Grudging, grudgingly. They're trying to get to the bottom. They're trying to find, yeah, they're, they've got diverting paths, like they get goals or different goals. So it's like, you know, Marsden still wants to find Adam Beach's character and the other characters want to find this killer bear before it kills again. Mm-hmm. And so, but get the, here's one plus. Somebody wants to snuggle with old Marsden in a sleeping bag. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Might be a killer bear lurking around. Here's where, where this film actually surprised me because there's a scene where they are in a tent. See,
0: it's weird. Mars is supposed to be keeping watch. He's got the first he shift.
1: Is. He does. He said, I'll keep watch, but it gets cold outside, so he gives up.
0: Yeah. Typically, you tell somebody else to go on watch. But anyway, we're not going to fault him. He's been away for eight. But uh he goes in the tent. He's kind of looking at that beautiful thing next to him. She wants yeah, to broke back it a little bit. She covers him in the cloth. They're staring. And all of a sudden, what happens?
1: The bear decides to uh interrupt this uh smooch session almost. Yes. They never get lips to lip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The bear grabs a leg and the the lady leg and starts pulling uh, the tent. Marsden does a weird thing to try to save the day. He grabs his uh, estranged girlfriend's hand and then takes a knife and tries to plunge it into the ground to stop this bear from pulling them any further. I, I would try to plunge it in the bear. Yeah, probably so. Where the movie surprised me is they get that bitch to let go. That red machine lets go. She barely hurt. I don't think she even hurt at this point. So, what happened? This one she's this normal bear. in the next moment. She's normal, yeah. Because Tommy Jane saves the day, he fires mm-hmm. at the tree besides the bear. Everybody's firing. Well, at the
0: tree there's a moment the there where he has the bear not dead to rights, but in his
1: crosshairs, and he chooses to, to miss, which yeah, is dumb. Huge mistake. Oh, he's got Piper there, and she's going to be looking frown upon that. But here's the thing look, does she even know anything was going on? She's probably <laughs> Marley Mountain, her ass in the tent. Still asleep. <laughs> Here's the thing in this movie, Piper. At this point, she has leg damage from one of her traps, right? Yeah. Uh, this McManus, this this actor uh, who plays, what's what's her name? The killer, Kaylee. She gets dragged out. You think her leg is hurt? Not yet. It's not. She's fine. And then later, she rolls and gets <laughs> then her leg gets uh, stabbed through by a tree branch. And Then her leg gets damaged. The ladies in this movie getting leg damage yeah. all the time. Not unlike. Our girl
0: in wrong turn falls into the deadfall, branch oh, branch right. through the foot through the leg. And oh, and branch through and, and branch through the everything.
1: Yeah, more than just the leg.
0: So here's the thing. They're finding out, they're looking at the, the a little computer with the you know, the little readout where all the bears are hanging out, and they are leaving the maze. It's a big revelation. The bears are leaving the maze. The collar bears, the ones that are, are the collars. The great thing is though, they find a deceased bear mm-hmm. who is wearing one of
1: the collars and they're able to Billy Bob shows up, they're able to watch the video of its demise. Well, they first accused Billy Bob because he heard gunshots. They're like, "You killed the, you killed our collared bear." And Billy Bob's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not going to say, I'm not going to clear that up right away. I'm going to let you figure it out for yourselves." But see, Billy Bob didn't kill the collared bear. He did kill. Well, he did kill it, put it out of its misery. Right. It was already, it was already broke necked by the uh, right red machine. Right,
0: right. But the great thing for is eight, for eight millimeter. There is a scene that I had no idea I needed in my life coming up. <laughs> so they are stumbling around through the woods. And our girl falls down into a host of dead bodies with maggots all over them. Yeah, moose.
1: But there's a host of dead, and she is covered in magatron. She's covered in moose guts and maggots, and she like goes straight down a hole. There's some hole in there, and it's just the killing, as they call it, the kill zone. No, no, there's a great moment where Tom Jane goes, we're in the
0: kill zone. <laughs> it's like, what was your first clue? Slaughter moose everywhere. Red machines like Earth is my kill zone, dog. I keep,
1: keep calling it red machine. <laughs> that's stupid Why? Why would they call it red machine? They're slipping in guts. She's jerry Jerry Lewising in the guts. She's like, Ah oh, lady, like she's like being real dumb. <laughs> and they're laughing at her. Remember, she's like, she can't get in. Thomas Shane's like, I'm married to her, but this is hilarious. They eventually grab Wait, her is from- it Parabo or Michaela that's in the guts? No, it's Parabo. Okay. She's she's knee deep. She's actually waist deep in them guts. She got them up in her undies. Like, it's just, it's a whole mess. Yeah, but it's, it's funny. The next scene, maggot free. Completely maggot free. She, she goes near the water and she's clean. But one thing you know about bears, they didn't finish their meal there. Zoom in. Those guys are saving up to be a fly. Good enough. That's when, you know, Billy Bob tells them, look, and I think Tommy Jane knows, everybody knows that bear's tracking them. You know what I'm saying? That bear's, it's tracking them in the woods and they got to get out. They got to. Now it's like, uh-oh. We need to make a beeline for the grizzly maze. That's where we'll lose it. We'll lose it in the sector named after him. Let's, go to, let's head to the grizzly maze. That's the plan. The plan is to go there. They start traipsing across um, a log, and then they get scared by the bear. And old Michaela, that's when she takes a spill, and, and she uh, pierces her leg with a... Uh, well, with a- but... you that's right that's right she is hating it and and they can't do a quick fix which would be because she knows how to fix herself and so she's trying to talk them through it but they hear a bear roar in the distance they have to pull her out her leg off this thing quickly which is very painful that's that's
0: a a pretty gross little scene like they actually show the leg coming out
1: and so then the big zoom is the bears like they're gonna smell the blood it's a red machine yeah um and then (laughs) so the best okay let's let's not forget old gus the horse yeah
0: Billy yeah. Bob is roaming the woods with this ancient horse, which I
1: love. No, that, you know, you know is just going to die. Like you're like this horse, it it's a white horse. Does not die. But there's a scene. I took a picture. I'll, I'll try to, to put it if it's good on Instagram. Cause I took a picture of my TV where there's a shot of Billy Bob and this horse just facing the camera. And they both have the, the, the exact same expression. <laughs> it is so funny. Anyway, Gus, this old horse. Yeah, Billy Bob is kind of a he's he's like in a duster, like he's like a cowboy out in them woods. Yep. And and they, they later they meet up and they're like, our friends hurt. They they've been dragging Michaela this this you know the corner of the, with the hurt leg around the woods. And they you know when they come upon Billy Bob, Marson tries to commandeer the horse.
0: Nobody supports
1: his idea. Nobody. No. Yeah, they tell him to give Billy Bob back his horse, which he does. And you know they they got to they got to keep carrying their wounded friend out. Uh, they're going slow, but Tommy Jane gets frustrated by their progress. This is their last conversation with Billy Bob,
0: for the most part. But he does drop some pretty deep shit on them before he leaves, ruminating on the
1: nature of evil with them. You start messing with evil, you open up the door to the devil. Unbelievable. Billy Bob delivering that shit.
0: And that's that's when uh, our the writer of the story, Jack Rihar, took a little bit of the family savings, invested in a freer
1: consideration advertisement. <laughs> here's the thing as soon as billy bob lays out that line you know it's time it's ample time because it's coming near the end of the movie sob story time we get to hear james Marsden why he was in jail why is in jail why what what happened to him nick he was uh he was defending somebody when he pulled the trigger well he was doing some bad stuff trying to get money from his for, to, to help his mama who was sick and he was running with some baddies you know drugs just just some marijuana whatever cops Shootout happened. Marzen finds himself in the middle of the shootout. There's a wounded cop. Marzen's got the bag of money. He sees one of these guys he doesn't know start to draw down on this cop to kill him. Marzen says, I can't. No, no, no. And he fires on this criminal and kills him. And then they arrest him. He's got the money. He was there. And he gets a seven-year sentence, right? Is that what it is? Like, is he in prison for that long? Anyway, sob story time. Piper Prabos is like, because they keep... So he's telling his this his lady love in the tent and they keep cutting to thomas jane who is listening intently to his because he doesn't know the story either Mm -hmm. he's eavesdropping. piper Parabo not eavesdropping she can't hear a word and she she didn't even know the conversation is taking place she just thinks that tommy jane's deep in thought right so then they cut back to old billy bobby hears a roar beside her
0: like many times when you when you lose a sense the other ones are heightened James Mars is dropping truths to the girl in the tent and Tom Jane's overhearing. Piper probably was like,
1: butterflies are fucking butterflies are fucking. <laughs> so Billy, Bob, they come back to Billy Bob who he's walking his horse through the woods and they hear a bear roar close by. And he says to his horse, Gus, he says, we're in for a long night. That's not true. <laughs> Immediately. They get attacked, and then our heroes come across the scene when they find Billy Bob's glasses, and they're bloodied. And they don't find his body, but they assume that he's eaten. But they, they find, like, ripped clothing and blood or whatever, right? They find blood. Yeah, they, f- they certainly find bloody glasses. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, he's dead. Oh, no. But he's not because he looks amazing. He ain't, he ain't dead. So the bear starts to really, like, at this point, they can't wait to chase our heroes. And our heroes are trying to, look, they're trying to lose this bear in the grizzly maze. I'm going to be honest. It's not happening. The bear's too smart. Bars and sacrifice. He said, you guys get to safety. I'm going to cut my hand and bloody all these trees around me and get the bear to chase me. It's not that effective, but he does do it. The Last moment, he jumps into some waters to save himself because the bear's really on top of him. The bear gets to the this little beach area where Scott Glenn shows up in his boat. But there's a scene where they got,
0: I think he's got Piper dead to rights. There's a shot where the bear is like smiling next to Piper. Yeah, and then Billy
1: she's Bob she's in the woods and she's kind of separated. She down right? and
0: she's listening, but she can't hear me. Billy Bob bursts from the woods, looking like Narcisse from the Night Breed.
1: He's got a ear hanging.
0: He looks like Narcisse and Lylesburg had a love child, and he is his ear is down. His face is slaughtered, and
1: he is hilarious. He is hilarious, like uh, a little bit like Griffin Dunn in um in American Werewolf in London. It's but like that kind if, of if 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 Jack had been played by. Leon
0: Rippy, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His hair, his yeah. ear is down sideways, his face is shattered away, and in he's deadly serious, and he is there
1: to save the day and confront that bear. How's it going? And he got he gets a shot in. He gets, he gets two, he shot. gets two he, shots in and then click. And then he runs out of ammunition and the bear decides to take swimming lessons in his body. <laughs> is that, he whipsled the Billy Bob Thornton alike around them woods up and down around town yeah and um gives him the zoe treatment yeah, well the thing is there's a little bit of bad blood red machine hates this guy so, and what's uh, what was yeah what what's i thought because kind of weird wasn't tommy thomas Jane said great let's go and they, they get out of there because he's distracted
0: well they find them they, they find the boat that scott glenn had used to try to find them uh-huh. and they are like it's like a little cute uh special boat and then they're out there it's the,
1: the two girls and tom jane and, and they do call them girls in this movie all the time did you notice that yeah let's get the girls to safety and then yeah. uh they're, they're getting their shit together all of a sudden scott
0: glenn he's fine he's there yeah. he's like hey guys I'm, everything's good tom jane says uh you kind of were shitty he's like yeah i was i was a shitty
1: shitty person. Well, so this has to happen pretty fast so scott glenn's there to rescue them and Tom Jane gives him the, I don't, I, I work for you. I loved you, but I think you've done something bad. I know about it. Scott Glenn says real quick, he's like, look, I'm retiring. I need money. And as soon as he says that, he gets this little like excuse out. And you don't hate, you don't hate Scott Glenn. I don't hate him. Impossible to hate Scott Glenn. Even if he's, a, he's helping the poachers, he knows he kind of like did some bad shit. He feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. The bear decides to take out uh, all his frustrations <laughs> on Scott Glenn. <laughs> so many frustrations. <laughs> And he whips and he whips him around that little rock beach, and then he goes for the. I don't know. Did he die? I can't tell. He the bites Scott the Glenn? living shit out of Scott Glenn's face. He yeah, snacks he, on that entire face. He likes the face. He's he he's he thinks it's like a little Debbie or something, and he just has a little snack attack. And then he has red blood mouth. Yeah, he does. It. Yeah, there's a shot it's of him celebrating the, the 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 fresh harvest. <sighs> How do you think they do that? How do you think they get his mouth that red? Is it a computer? Did they throw him Did they make him eat paint? What was happening? No, I mean, our, our, you
0: know, our our bear trainer, you know, Dr. Mm-hmm. Seuss melted some melted some Twizzlers real quick, threw those threw those suckers in a hot pot, and threw it onto the bear's face. <laughs> it's obvious. There's only one way to get that effect. The bear needs Twizzlers.
1: Now, do, you, do we talk about how the bear? The bear on your movie just ate trash all the it, time? What it, was it did
0: eat. It was a junkie. It was like it would eat. It would, it would get its paws into some nasty mixtures. Yeah, it would just whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: What what was, the, what was the food that it liked the most? Well, like,
0: it, it was so funny. You know how like when you go to Dairy Queen, they test those drinks upside down before they hand them to you? Blizzard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> made a concoction of. Like- Always checking to make sure, you know, brand loyalty,
1: it's upside down shaking it, looking at it. But what do you have any, does it, was it eating like Chex mix? Like what's the, what's a bear treat? Pumpkin seeds. I, I don't, what oh, I don't remember. Is it? I just know that it had, it, it
0: had gotten its, its musk into some weird shit.
1: But anyway, this bear has a red Scott Glenn blood mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like the gland. Oh, she shot. was great in that Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> blood good reference. Um, is she still killing it, Bloodgood? <laughs> is she still, is she still out there? Most recent work: Downton Abbey. <laughs> Got named by an alien that was just learning to communicate with humans. <laughs> How's her COVID? I wonder. Is she? Because she really isn't in a lot of stuff, right? Um, you mean casting calls? <laughs> but she was was she good in that movie? Irrelevant. Yeah. So man, the beach is getting the the Rock Beach is getting splattered with blood. You know, everybody's trying, they, they're, Scott Glenn is getting killed. They make it to the boat, our heroes. You know, Marsden, last time you saw him, he's, oh man, he dove off a cliff into the waters. You don't know where he is, but his friends are in the boat trying to get away. The bear is finished snacking on Glenn. It makes for the boat. Uh-oh, everybody's in trouble. Guess who shows up? Hero mode, Marsden, yep. you know? And he starts shooting at the dumb old bear, his little pop gun. Bear gets distracted. Tommy James, he thinks quick. I know what I can do. Let's do this dumb plan where I get some gasoline for the boat and surround and circle the bear with gasoline and light it on fire. I can't argue. I love that scene. And so they light on fire. The bear is encircled in flame. Everybody starts to high five like they just killed the bear. They start slowly getting on the boat to leave. Mm -hmm. Bear is not dead. No, not even even a bit. Barely bothered by the flames. Just kind of. Goes through the flames, it doesn't even have like a burnt, doesn't even get singed. Well, I think we find out that the blood of Scott Glenn has a fire retardant element to it. And man, it's mad at Marsden. It's Ooh. mad at everybody. Yeah. It's especially mad at Marsden, though. And it starts throwing Marsden around like a ragdoll. You think he's done for? Well, there's an right. axe there's an axe that is attempted to be used. There's a hilarious shot where Piper Prabo fires a flare gun
0: and the flare ricochets off the bear's back. Uh huh. Ineffective. I, I tell you what though I, I i i could live with that in an animated gif i could watch that ricochet all day long
1: bear does not feel that 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 flare Michaela, poor Michaela, is, is helpless because she's really hurt but yeah tommy jane's you know so then the bear has old marsden underwater and he's like trying to eat his back mm-hmm. push him Push down marsden can't reach his knife tommy jane comes with a uh like a fire axe and just hits it in the ass, and the bear doesn't like that. He rears up and smacks Tommy Jane across the world onto the (laughs) boat.
0: There's a lot of, like, the violence that is bestowed on these two brothers is not inconsiderate. They are
1: men, they are bear-handled. Oh my god, yeah. The bear is is very angry. And then, but Marzen remembers the story of Billy Bob uh, saving himself, and he stabs that stupid fucking bear, that piece of shit, in the throat, and it just hangs there. I can't believe it's dying, and then it dies. Right. And Marsden saves himself. Mm-hmm. And everybody's disappointed. Well, the, would well the thing is, the boat is ravaged by that point,
0: so they're still at a disadvantage because they are bloody as shit. The boat's useless. They got a long journey through bear
1: territory to get home. And that makes me sad because what they do, I think the, the characters kiss, like, is that how this movie ends? I don't remember. I know that Marsden does get smooched at one point. By his long-lost love. Here's the thing. As soon as they're safe... I hate when movies do this. As soon as they're safe... Credits. Credits. They show the woods. Credits. I want to hear... I want two weeks later, don't you? I do. And that's what we're here to provide, Nick. $10 million this movie cost. That's it? What do you mean that's it? A
0: bargain. It's a fortune. Yeah. By the way, uh, mm. the last shot should be... The, they get, the, the, we find out that they, they made it home, right? Last shot is uh, three things appearing on Indeed... Policeman wanted. Now look, you're out in the woods, and there is a, uh, a slew of cables leading up into a treehouse, and up there is okay. the buzzingest sound you've ever heard. You climb up that knotty ladder, and sure enough, there is a tattoo chair, and it's your turn to get something from into the grizzly maze and blazoned into your skin. What you doing? That's such a good question. So much to pick from this movie. You know that famous scene in Predator where Schwarzenegger and Weathers are like like locking hands, and their muscles are out. Yeah. So I've got Marsden and and Tommy Jane. Like, doing that, where they're, like, both, like, shaking hands or having the grasp of strength. And each bicep, a grizzly's bursting from it.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. About this too. That's actually a badass tattoo. Yeah. That's perfect. I, I would get, I mean, I you know how I always want to get a Piper Bravo tattoo, right? <laughs> yeah. So, there's a scene fa- immediately following whenever Michaela, the, the coroner, gets stabbed through the leg by a branch. Mm-hmm. And they rescue her, they pull her off that branch and they cut to Piper Pravo and she's huffing two backpacks. She's got her backpack and she's got the injured woman's backpack. And she looks super annoyed. Like she's mad to be carrying huffing these packs. So that's what I'd get. I'd get her double backpacked Piper Paravo on my on my back. Isn't that perfect? Look,
0: the film's rolled. Mm-hmm. Credits have passed, but lo and behold, there's an extra scene left at the back of this movie for you. What's your
1: What's your stinger? The boat speeds away. Their heroes jetting across the water. bare dead. The water lapping at its 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 carcass. And then you see you hear a, oh, you hear Scott Glenn. Hey, he's not dead. And he just kind of crawls toward his backpack, and pulls out a first aid kit, and puts a bandaid on his face. One of those small ones. You see him take the band-aid out and apply it to his no face. <laughs> got nothing up there. Nothing next. it's nothing to stick to. It just falls into the cavern. There. Right, but he's fine. I mean, other than that, it falls into the cavern of his face. <laughs> he does sign language to no one in the subtitles read, Maybe I need two. <laughs> and then People magazine cover has him on one side.
0: And the radio operator from Saving Private Ryan on the other says, Separated at birth? <laughs> so Billy Bob's massacred remains are lying in the forest near the river. You hear little footprints. Beep, 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 beep. A little freshwater crab saunters up to that face of his, just grabs a little piece of loose skin, ingests mm-hmm. it. And you watch yeah. his little stalk eyes like light up. He inherits mm-hmm. Billy Bob's soul. No way. The little crab. Sideways walks down to the beach, and all of a sudden, he's thinking all this. He's like bandits, bandits. He's like thinking of all these cool things. He's thinking of this movie. He's like no, Angelina Forever. He's like this cute. He goes in the. You know when the crab goes halfway in the water, and they make bubbles come out of their little mouth. Oh, he's okay. like speaking, he's speaking truths about Billy Bob. He's like Sling Blade. You know, he's like having a great old time. Hops on the nearest skiff, and I'll be goddamned. Blues bar midnight, whatever they're called. The box burkers, box masters are out there rocking out. And they slowly unscrew that microphone stand and put it all the way down to the ground. And our little fucking Jedi starts wailing. Smallest harmonic you've ever
1: seen in that fiddler claw. It's a, it's a feel-good story. You can't stop him. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he lives forever. So look, uh, money's cleared. Waivers. It's in the bank.
0: You've been given the budget to do your own sequel to Into the Grizzly Maze. What shape does it take? Mine's a little esoteric. A little body horror. Oh, wow. So picture this. There's a children's book company that does, you know, like word games and puzzles and all that. It's like a collection of all that. And they do mazes in there, right? Mm -hmm. They slap the grizzly maze in there. The grizzly maze is a maze in the kid's book. Oh, God. It's very difficult, but if a child solves it, he begins his transmogrification into becoming a grizzly bear. Slowly but surely nipples out like it starts weird it starts to nipple out like a bear little pieces of fur start to break through it's very slow over months and months of time okay and by the time they realize something is going wrong it's too late and and we get to see this first on full on man so like a kid curled up in his bedroom like he's got you know stereo lab playing he's
1: like sh- shrieking <laughs> <Stereo>. <laughs> Is it a hard puzzle? Because, or is everybody turning into bears? Super hard.
0: <laughs> Only the real smarts. That's what's so weird is this body horror exercise. Very Kafka-esque.
1: The smartest people become bears. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my movie picks off no characters return from the, the, the first one. That's how we get our financing. And um, the movie starts with Gus the horse screaming through the woods. <laughs> the horse is screaming. And it is just panting, bumping in, you know, trees, just wildly. Fle- it just runs almost to death. It stops by, you know, kind of kneels down at a campsite, licks some high, you know, there's some, oh, what do they drink at a camp? You know, licks at a canteen that was left there. Mm-hmm. Something gets on its back. You think it's a human? It ain't. It's a bear. That bear, it's it's not a heavy bear because that would kill the horse. Mm-hmm. It's a smallish bear. And, you know, it's like one of the, it's a nice bear. Mm-hmm. And it it befriends Gus and it rides Gus, and it turns into just a a partnership movie where they're just bear and horse riding through the grizzly maze, lost as can be. Yeah, I mean you can't get out. Right, right. That poor bear has been lost in that maze, going crazy and thinks this is his way out. But Gus is dumb; he doesn't know what to do. So that's it, right? It's adorable. Eventually, the movie just fades to black. I think it'd be great. There's no escape. escape. Ultimately, Gus is forced to kill and eat that bear. Never. They, the end of the movie is they, they're starving to death, hoof to paw. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the movie fades to black. What do you think? He, he barefriends him. Look, so. What was your tagline to Grizzly Park, park that was so good that they didn't use? Uh, a bear will shit you in the woods. It's, it's so good.
0: They didn't use it. No, they did. It's going to be a bear. And Simon, my buddy, who's an artist who uh, I think he listens to the show, uh, his was You'll Shit in the Woods, which I thought was great as well. <laughs> Look, you've been given the finances to have your own business related to Into the Grizzly Maze. <laughs> Big time.
1: No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> test, test, destined to fail. Pockets turned inside out <laughs> as soon as they mentioned the idea. Okay. Paid port tax of $15. So, you know, like Ted's Montana
0: Grill. Is a it's a restaurant kind of themed around wild game, you know buffalo, mm-hmm. bison, all that kind of stuff. You know, so my restaurant's sort of like a mixture of that and Twin Peaks, which is a lodge, Hooters basically. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks, good restaurant that they just happen to have busty, you know, sexy people serving you, but the food's actually good. But anyway, so this is a, a restaurant that looks like a lodge, has mm-hmm. all sorts of like venison, all sorts of like hidden captures that they feed. So you mm-hmm. go in there and, you know, you pony up, you got to wear plaid, you sit there and they, and they bring you out the gamey meal of the day, you know, bison, buffalo, deer, you know, a little, what else lives in the woods that people eat, you know, horse, you know, <laughs> like us, <laughs> um, it's fantastic. And then we got these attractive folks that are in revealing clothing, kind of sauntering around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're, if you're really hungry and if you really kind of want to have the full experience of the, of the grizzly maze, you go for the special, and they mm-hmm. bring out probably a tomahawk steak of bites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just wow. beautiful. Okay, yeah. And you see this girl, and she's in like a, an outfit not unlike the executioner in uh, that 80s action film, right? So she's in a mm-hmm. full aluminum foil suit with a mask, huge backpack. She's got like a flamethrower in her hand. She's just wandering around. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on until you order the special. And she comes out there, and she fucking fires the, like she fires the flamethrower all over your table, burning the meat to the perfect perfection. Wow, and, you know it's what I guess you call it medium rare plus. You know, pink on the inside, a little char on the out. People are clapping, sure. people are going shit wire. And then she mm-hmm. backs up into the kitchen, and a girl in an identical costume comes out. And then the lights go down in the house, spotlight goes onto this girl, and you hear the restaurateur slash Barker in the kitchen go, she's got the maggot gun. (laughs) And this girl shows up with this maggot thrower and just shoots maggots all over the restaurant, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of maggots all over. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and and, and people are in like a frenzy, you know, just, you know, receiving it, every open hole filled. Perfect. That's a
1: special. And, uh, <laughs> just if someone orders a special, that happens. But here's the secret. The maggot, no, here's the, maggot, the
0: secret though. All right, yeah. Maggots are a buttery parfait cut into maggot shape.
1: Oh, most and a most
0: delicious thing you've ever had in your life. Sounds. I mean, it sounds like an experience. Yeah. There's a French chef. There's a French chef whose job is 100% maggot. It's like an ice cube tray with millions of slots, and they just pour the parfait in there. And but every once in a while, fly gets in the kitchen, starts screwing. Did I just eat a real? Did I eat real?
1: I ate real. So. <laughs> it sounds somewhat similar to my experience. I'm creating a uh, a dating app, a dating site, handsome in the woods. <laughs> and you you sign up to go to to, to meet your, you know, you to match you mat if you match someone, you meet in the woods, right? In this area in the woods, <laughs> we set up for you. That's where you have your your first date, no matter what, mm-hmm. right? you get to see this person that you match with be be pretty be handsome be glowing in the woods and then you slip around in real moose guts that's the first date right you get just you, you slip around in them and them entrails, in them guts and our trick is we have a uh, fake maggots as well and if we use we use some of your <laughs> your tasty your tasty tree maggots the same chef provides those aren't real maggots and they ain't real guts they're gummy guts you know what i'm saying yeah. It's a tasty. It's a tasty strawberry sauce. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fake moose parts, but you get to slip around in them. If you get any on you, you might want to lick it off. You know, it's 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 a, it gets a little erotic, I'll say. But every once in a while, Fly <laughs> comes in, starts. <sighs> did I have? Did I get a reel in my mouth?
0: <laughs>
1: Is this a real. I had a reel.
0: Look, you're in the movie. Your character in this business, what shade does your performance take? So, Michaela uh, and James Marsden at the end of this film—I mean, they go—they've earned it. They go on a little honeymoon, like a little getaway together.
1: Right. She's injured though; she's grievously injured. Yeah. Right. Doesn't stop them. No, but well, you know,
0: they're, they're going to heal together. You know, she
1: might lose that leg. No, she'll it? be fine. She'll be fine. Yeah, they're going to heal together. His internal, her talk, external. I ain't talking about from injury, you know. <laughs> Gonna fly off when they're hitting them sheets. <laughs> but yeah, no. They, they, I, it seems to suggest that she might lose that leg. Nah, nah. not from injury. She'll be all right. <laughs> got that old red machine. She's fine. She's fine. Um, yeah.
0: they're away. So here's the problem. There is a body count. So right. they fly in a corner from a nearby city, which is me. That's because she's gone. She's out. You know, she's in the Philippines getting super railroaded. Um. So. I show up, you know. I'm decent at my job, but I'm sitting there in that weirdly lit room, you know, kind of starting to get the lay of the land. All of a sudden, people start pushing in tray after tray. Of carcass, right. they got Billy Bob, they got Glenn, they got all this shit. Like they got Zoe, they got the Hunter. All these, it's the room is filled, and I'm beside myself, and I'm I'm, I'm starting to pour pound coffees. I don't know what the fuck to do, it's, you know. Trying to go, you know, viscerate and do whatever those guys do. Shoot some fluid into them take a photograph, draw a picture of them, whatever those guys do, quarters, you know, you know, knitting things together around them. I mean, we're talking weeks. Finally, I've ushered these remains off to be whatever their final destination is. And I'm about to breathe a sigh of relief. All of a sudden they start wheeling in all the bears that have been murdered in this film. I mean, feet, all the, I'm i like, I don't know what to do.
1: All the bear cubs, yeah. And I'm
0: looking and, you know, there's somebody from Parks and Rec. They come in and say, look, we need this, you know, Yesterday. And I'm trying to get a hold of Michaela. She's not answering her phone because she's underneath a squirming Marsden. <laughs> and I fucking open the chute and slide right into that fucking inferno.
1: <laughs> You're overworked, so you kill I yourself. Just fl- I,
0: yeah, don't they have a? I assume there's a chute, uh, you know, where you can just slide down into the fires, right? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: yeah. True. Usually, yeah, they usually like a slide of some sort of chute. Yeah, In and, some way you can kind of slide, kind of a curly slide. Yeah, I think. I, I think what they actually do is, water slide. you know. You, it's like Chick-fil-A's playground, except instead sure. of balls, you're in forever deads. I'm a nudist in the woods. <laughs> that's my stomping ground. And what I try to do the Egyptian god? No, I do I try to do is I stand nude by people that are hiking through the woods, try to hope to catch their eye. And so this whole movie, that's my characters trying to be perverted and, <laughs> and annoying and get and get some people to look at me in my naked form. Right. And never no success rate never happens it's too much distractions i'm having i'm batting like it's a i'm it's nothing's happening i, I never can get my my fix of of people casting on like a, a on my end a wanted glance you know at me mm-hmm. and um every time i'm just standing off the side of the trail naked they're looking the other way they hear a roar mm-hmm. it's a bad it's a bad it's, it's bad season for me being nudist, but I'm trying. That's it. Flicking chiggers you know, off your yeah. vas deferens. And at the end, I'm off to the side on that rocky beach. You know, as as uh, Scott Glenn is getting his face chomped, I'm off on the edge of the wood, sporting wood or something. You know, just <laughs> waiting to be looked at. Right. Yeah. You know, the flare bounces on off of the bear onto me. You know, <laughs> lights your pubes. But, yeah. But yeah, I just can never get. It's like I don't give up though. Right. Yeah. I'm there in the sequel, the horse and the bear riding it past me they don't see me either unfortunately <laughs> that sounds like a reality show waiting to happen you know Adam Beach's character saw me by the way as he was dying cut shot on the tree <laughs> he did see me <laughs> the one character that saw me unfortunately yeah. he thought he was hallucinating got all sorts of problems I'm yelling at Marsden. he's too sad sacking in the woods yeah. Um, as I, I sneaking up to the tent where they're about to smooch and that bear gets there first Bear doesn't even look at me. Not even that pimp looked at you, and he could have made a coin off you.
0: Look, you're floating at CNN Island. You've been there for weeks and weeks and weeks, gathering debris from various films, and today is your time to take something from Into the Grizzly Maze. What do you bring on board this ramshackle floating wasteland?
1: I might take the bar. The beginning that Marsden walks into, the Golden Pan. (laughs) The Golden Pan? That's what was called. (laughs) I miss that. It
0: wasn't.
1: It wasn't a very good looking bar. No, you know, I'm not taking any of the people or anything, but I wouldn't mind taking the bar, and you know, maybe the jukebox that was playing that horrible song that's just like this, like approximation of what like a pops on that someone else doesn't have to pay for. (laughs) There's no, there's no lyrics even. You know, did you notice that about that song? Maybe I'll just take that song. (laughs) That'd be like my. I won't take the bar. Let's take that that song that's just kind of this unornate piece of music i'll just kind of enter every day walking out into the daylight with that that song
0: according to imdb there's only one song on the soundtrack and it's called have a taste
1: written and performed (laughs) by Jay marsh so maybe that's the song you got have a taste that could be it was and that's the that's the scene in the golden pan when the uh prostitute she comes dancing towards marsden at that when he saw he's you know sidled up to the bar she kind of dances near him starts to flirt with him but yeah they start to dance to that song it really is it's funny watch that scene it's so funny <laughs> like they couldn't afford music yeah because <laughs> they had i guess it was a low budget you know throw some put something in there that i recognize or an approximation of. put some box masters in there have marston huddles jeff healy or something you know yeah do something but it's just yeah it's just so it's an instrumental who's dancing to instrumentals at bars there's always somebody wailing away about their divorce or something. Right. or a Little cutie in the pickup truck. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll, I will take that song, though. Like a country music song about extra or something, you know? Yeah. Extros extra in, in
0: the, the forest, forest, walking backwards now, put, put his, his dick in impossible places, places. you know? Huh. Burst yeah. from a man—that's man, the, that's the second weirdest thing he's, thing he's
1: done. done. <laughs> uh, I wish there was—I was, wish there was a country song about extras. <laughs> there is now. There is now. So uh,
0: you look—you look across to my island with your Binox and you see me, and I'm like, I've got a measuring tape, and I'm like, like near the beach, like measuring, like a square. It's like you know, ten feet, ten by ten kind of thing, right? So I'm like measuring, and then you see me scratching my head, and then I'm like, I, I kind of stop and I think for a little bit, do some equations on my notepad. I do, I measure again, twenty by twenty this time, and I'm shaking my head. That's not big enough. You go to sleep because I'm, I'm I'm annoying the shit out of you. You wake up the next day and you see I'm measuring the entire perimeter of my entire island. You, you know, wow. And then you see uh, a helicopter dropping my uh, my choice onto the island in the space I demanded. Mm-hmm. And it's the kill zone. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs>